You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. I go by Silky Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. I don't really know her like that, so good to hell luck, everybody. And my AKA for today will be um, MLK Sasha Fierce. And I am joined by... <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Candace, AKA it still smell like hospital in here. Uh, word to Mary Cosby. <laughs> no leg left behind. You know what? That was very All you know legs what? left behind. Both <laughs> legs left behind, according to Jen. Um, we back. And we got a show for y'all. Um, yes. Lots of content. Lord, lots of content. And next week, we still going to be back after Thanksgiving. Uh, unless, unless shows don't come on. Um, yeah. but I think I think yeah. everything does come on because uh the big blow up between Ashley and Candace airs tonight on Potomac. Episode three of Salt Lake City is already out. And so that's why we're not gonna cover it on this episode, but next week's episode, uh Brazilla's will be taking a break, but I definitely believe Ready to Love will be back. But if it's not we got our two um, Real Housewives to cover. Yeah, and, and that's, as that's, we, that's that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah, because as we're getting into the to the finishing nitty gritty of Potomac, it, you really don't want to miss any episodes. And so they're getting good and messy on Salt Lake City already. So there's that. I was about to say um, it's what two three episodes in they already fighting. That's that's yeah. that's a great pace. The girls are fighting. The girls um, are but, fighting. But before that, we're going to ha- head on over to Bridezilla, season 13, episode 9, Controlzilla and Uzzilla. Um, we meet Rashonda and Kyle, both 42. Uh, Rashonda met Kyle while he was married and then started mm. dating him after he was divorced but had a girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. Um, the funny part about this little uh couple is that it's more so about the things happening outside of the wedding than the actual wedding because Rashonda's family is leeches and they all want to come stay with her and Kyle in a townhouse the week of the wedding. Nobody got a ho- <laughs> <laughs> nobody got a hotel. Also mm. Rashonda's mom and her stepdad are divorcing and her mom is making her choose sides. Mm. The wild part is Rashonda says she fully um, is ready to choose her stepfather over her mother because she needs somebody to walk her down the aisle. <laughs> she got to make a business decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get back to um, Amber, who is the big titty light skinned girl and her <laughs> husband, her well, her now husband. Got that little bitty ass mohawk sitting on top of his head, look like a landed strip. This stupid ass damn mohawk. Yeah, they cut to her going to like one of those angry room break rooms where you break shit up. 
And she took all her anger out on pictures of her friends and family because they haven't mm. been cooperating with the wedding festivities. Yeah, she's been doing that even before she got into the damn room. That's what so. I'm about to say. <laughs> That's what I'm about to say. And then they cut back to Rashonda, who they call her uh, Zilla because she's an indecisive bride who can't decide on nothing. Like, everything is a super long, drawn-out decision. It's like days before the wedding, and she still hasn't decided on the cake or the flowers for the wedding. Girl, I, it's, huh? <laughs> 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 like, in full, in full disclosure, transparency, I didn't get to catch Bridezilla because oh, I was just trying to catch up on all the other stuff we're going to cover. So, I'm list, as I'm listening to my friend, I'm listening along with the listeners, and first of all ain't that some of the now nah, again i don't know shit about weddings but ain't that some of the things you have before you even decide that you want to get married um <laughs> or at least have so an inkling <laughs> the venue the florist and the, the the caterer and the cake is some of the first stuff you lock down um okay so being days out and you still making decisions on flowers because most times florists have to order flowers in bulk yeah, like they ain't just That's going to your they ain't going to your local Walgreens to pick up a few dozen of roses. They have suppliers that they get their flowers from in bulk, and they usually need a certain amount of turnaround time to get those flowers delivered to the florist. So, yeah, that's a bit much. The wigs on this show scare me so much. Rashonda wig, Rashonda wig, Rashonda wig scare me so much. The wigs, child. I, like I'm, I'm not even sure, but that might that could be a show title. The wigs scare me so much. They do a number on me. It's just, oh, pray for them. Um, they cut to, um. <laughs> Rashonda's mom opening up her house to her cousin without permission. And then Rashonda ended up putting her mama and her cousin out her house. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Rashonda's not super obnoxious so far in her wedding planning, but she is definitely sticking to her boundaries with her family. And they trying to make it seem like she obnoxious. But if you can't afford to come to somebody's wedding and like if it's a if you coming from out of town, if you can't afford to get a hotel room, if you can't afford to feed yourself, if you can't afford to have a good time, do not come. Yeah. That's why invitations be getting sent out six weeks in advance so you can determine if you can afford to come or not. And that give you time to look for airfare, hotel. Whether you driving, who you staying with, what your budget is, can you afford a gift, can you afford an outfit, what you got going for yourself. You don't come in town for somebody's wedding and expect to stay at their damn house. That's not how any of that works. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> to goes for her dress fitting and none of her bridesmaids are there. Her mom not there. Nobody is there. And they try to make it seem like because she's alienated everybody. But again, boundaries. Her mom is already staying with her because she's divorcing from her stepdad and she refused to get her own place. 
So how many people supposed to fit in a townhouse? How many people supposed to wear their couch out? Child, her cousin then show up, the one who was invited to stay by her mother without her permission, talking about I demand an apology because you won't let me stay with you. Then she started running home this game like, well, if you let me stay with you, I could be able to help you out with the wedding stuff that nobody else helping you out with. You see what I'm saying? Like, come on, you trying to swindle your own cousin into a place to stay. You are homeless. Hmm. How you how you a homosexual at a wedding? <laughs> Listen, how you <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I if I don't have a pot to piss in and a, and, and a window to throw it out of, a wedding, trying to attend a wedding and trying to couch surf at a wedding is not on my list of priorities, to be fair. To be honest. To be completely Like, I honest. got way bigger pressing issues. And then, <laughs> so then they cut back to Amber's wedding day and they head into the wedding venue and they in some all-black Chrysler 200 with some weird rims on it. And why Lonnie Love going to say, all right, I see we taking Ja Rule's car to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie's commentary makes this show for me. It does. That is, I think, that is I definitely think they found a phenomenal me. host. Yes. Because that, that, that look that you just described, that is definitely giving me hype williams music video it definitely is like every time i would see the car i'd be like what is this what is this um amber wants to start her wedding on time but her guests are running late because of traffic issues and street closures and for once i agree with amber weddings start at a certain time I'm not holding my wedding up because you didn't check traffic before you left the house. I agree That's not you. how that works. Like most times when weddings start late, it's because the wedding party is starting late. The, like the bride is starting late. The bride is ready and on time, but y'all want her to start the wedding late because guests didn't check, didn't check they, they maps when they was leaving the house. When I know I'm going somewhere, and I got to be there on time. One of the first things I do when I get up in the morning is, is check maps to see how long it's going to take me to get there. Like I checked the mm -hmm. traffic. Listen, keep, listen, keep GPS up. Yeah. And so. For anything, to be fair. Yeah. And so Amber was like, no, I'm not starting a half hour, 45 minutes late because people didn't do what they were supposed to do. You know you have to be on time for a wedding. You should be seated when the wedding is ready to start. Otherwise, do not come. Just don't come. Yeah. I agree with that. It, so, but then London wanted a kiss. Um, then at the at the wedding, Amber's titties came out, like completely came <laughs> out her dress. <laughs> completely came out her dress <laughs> and we called that last week right yeah didn't we? we did we absolutely said that 
her titties was going to be on fr- we all we definitely said that sh- her that her titties was coming down the aisle with her we definitely said that yeah we said that because when she went and tried on her dress she kept the the top of her dress the bustier part kept folding down like like philo dough yeah <laughs> yeah it was a whole bunch of uh, listen her cup half run it over literally literally so like trying both, to walk down the aisle for a wedding, like that was just, just that was that was flash shitty. That was a uh, flash shitty waiting to happen. She having a first dance and her whole titty just out, and everybody mm. like Amber, Amber. She like, oh my god, like come on, not little Miss Perfect wedding planner who put all this thought and execution into everything for making sure her dress did not have a wardrobe malfunction. So then yeah. she spent the rest of the wedding reception. Um, with like a black scarf tied around her neck because her titties kept flopping out. It was a lot. But it happened. Damn. And imagine, ima- imagine being at your wedding dressed like Josiah Bryant because your titties keep falling out. Listen, which oof, we gonna get to her. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Amber and I don't even remember her her groom's name, but they're married and she's pregnant and they have a little girl on the way. So that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I know I know her I know her groom was just looking at them titties like I can't wait till we get to the honeymoon. <laughs> that's why they that's why they got a little girl on the way down. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why. Um, so we head on over to we head down to Houston for Ready to Love Last Resort. I I enjoyed this episode. Um so we got on Denise real bad about that narcissistic traits comment because he light skinned mm-hmm. and tall and in the fraternity. Um, but Rashid confronted Denise about it and like a true coward, she walked it all back. Well, I was yeah, just saying I- because of what I've been through, I just felt like, you know, with my past and my baggage, I feel like that, you know, that was. And you I know, was just, I and I was sitting, I was sitting here listening to it. I'm like, but now, unless I'm tripping, that ain't what the fuck you said. You called him a narcissist. You tried to get him sent home. You wanted him out the out the resort. Now you walking it back. I didn't say you were a narcissist. I said, you got narcissistic traits. (laughs) Miss Mamas, saying somebody has traits of a narcissist is basically calling them a narcissist. You don't say somebody... Let's not play semantics here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you knew knew what you was doing and how you was doing it. So, like, cut it out. And then... uh, (laughs) And then... (laughs) Because she got so much mouth. That I was surprised to see her cower up like that, and that's right? how I know that she goes out of her way to bully and pick on the Adriana girl because she didn't have that energy with Rashid. So I was like, "Yeah, okay, you a whole, you a whole coward ass hoe." So there was that. Um, we get to Edwin and Naya. And they have some unexpected chemistry, giving the DJ dude Chris a run for his money. 
And that was cool. This Alicia girl, I don't like her. <laughs> I don't care I can see for why. her. She I can she see why. she needy. She jealous and telling the group that Brian went to Alex's room to start throw a monkey wrench in Brian's reputation. It it was kind of corny. Um, first of all, Brian swung by Alex's room and said goodnight. He never got a chance to make it back to Alicia's room because remember, Alicia and Shay followed him and was like, oh, you played her. Why you do that? Like, he never got a chance to even come back to her room and say, you know, I know we said we were going to watch a movie, but I'm tired. I'm going to head on to my room and go to bed. He never got the chance because Alicia allowed Shay to drag her into some childish bullshit. So I was like, yeah, nah, I don't like that. And so <laughs> her telling the whole group, and again, friend, we said this last week, nobody on this show is committed to nobody. This is a dating show where multiple people are trying to find love amongst a group of fucking people. Yeah. Why are you acting like you are committed to this man and he owed you something? Then try to make him out like he was a, a, a fuck boy. Um yeah, I like I I could I mean he the thing is like I was not mad at him saying that he need to communicate better. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, you do. But also, like, ain't none of y'all, like, committed to any of y'all. Like, I'm like, it would have been nice. And if you would communicate it that better. True. True. But also, y'all ain't tied down to each other. So I was just like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I would, yeah, he like, I feel like they made him play into a gender conforming role where the man always got to be the bigger person and always got to take some type of accountability but as we saw, like when it was going down, he never got a chance to make it back to her room because him and Shay ran up on him like, oh, what you doing? What you doing? You played me. You dogged me. Why you do that? Like. Yeah, like I, I, I was like, I guess, but like ain't none of y'all committed. Ain't none of y'all married. Y'all are single. Exactly. Um, Joy spilled the tea about Simone gossiping about Jay going to Winter's room to Winter and Jay was all amped up about the mess now friend did you notice that the men noticed how pressed Jay was when mm -hmm. mess was popping up because mm -hmm. I noticed it too They, they uh they game. they peeped that game quick and noticed that I she did was too. yeah they she not here for love she here for mess and they called it right on out mm -hmm. um, and then Jay Joy I'm sorry Joy and Winter approached Simone and called her out on being insecure and messy and then they all crying what did y'all cry see. <laughs> One bad apple in the bunch, and Simone is the one bad apple in the bunch because 
the two women that she tried to create friction amongst didn't even fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Like they was mm. like, okay, we just want to know. I'm what first was the of all, reason? They so Winter and Joy are very secure, and you can tell because they didn't default to clawing each other's eyes out. They want to know why Simone felt the need to be messy. Yes. What was because the you reason? There, yeah, you there looking for love and getting to know everybody. So Jay getting to know uh, Joy and Winter, he's not doing anything wrong. Right. Um, Simone crying, talking about I'm used to being the center of attention, yet I'm having to compete while I hear. And I guess I was going about it the wrong way. Do you think? Do you think? Miss Mamas. Miss Mamas. You know what? It's a I I hated that she turned herself into a stereotype, but the the fair-skinned girl with the real pretty uh, air quotes pretty hair, um, <laughs> with the with the light eyes, because she do got that that wavy long curly hair. That that wash and go hair that turns into those big pretty curls with the with the light eyes. And she's used to being yeah. the center of attention, especially being an attorney. She's used to men falling at her feet. And these men are not impressed by that. So she was yeah. going to well, go think, about and, it a messy well, way. Well, and not only that, but like it's not that they aren't showing her attention. It's just that, girl, all of y'all are literally single. And the point is to literally see and get to know everybody and make the best decision for you. Like, that, they, they are literally doing what they are supposed to do. And so are the other girls, except for you. Correct. And Shay. Um, yeah, right, and Shay. So then Alicia goes... And tells Alex what happened. Alicia and Shay. It is a fucking dating show. Nobody I love how we is coming back to this point. Nobody is committed to anybody at this point. Everybody is filling everybody out, seeing who they have chemistry with and who they would like to build on and, and figure more out with. Why? Are you trying to soil this man's name amongst the group? Because there's a possibility he didn't want to come spend the night in your room. Why is that so deep to you? I'll tell you why. And she admitted it that she set her sight solely on Brian, focused solely on him, put all the other men basically in the friend zone, and got her feelings hurt. Instead mm. of seeing if she had chemistry with multiple men, she put all her eggs in one basket. And she played herself. And now she's trying to get some get back. You are like almost 40, Miss Mamas. Grow up. Then we cut to Shay talking to Rashid. Her conversation is cringy. She might be one of the worst conversationalists I've seen amongst this group so far. And none of the men are feeling it. And they feel like it's unsexy and unbecoming as hell. She's just weird. 
Like I see why she has settled into wanting to be the 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 bone collector, cause she don't really bring nothing to the table. You a whole ass chef, private chef. What tell t- like talk about your your experiences in the field. Like you talking about, yeah, I'm tired of being a man in a relationship. Girl, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I just, <sighs> all I have for Shay is that I hope she finds the sponsor that she's looking for. Um, and listen, if that's what you want, that's cool. Like, I listen, we live in a patriarchal society. I get it. I, I do. But if the the men that you are pursuing ain't on that shit, then you just have to take that and accept it, beloved. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's that's really that's really it. Like I don't you can you cannot force somebody to pay all your bills if they not they, they don't want to. There's a nigga out there that will do it. it you know, and good nigga. and God bless him and 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 you and go look good luck and be prosper and merciful. But uh. You can't force a nigga to do shit he don't want to do. And the and clearly, especially as we see in the next episode, uh, these men on this show are not about that. I'm gonna pay well, at least from from the previews, a lot of the men on this show are not about that. I'm gonna pay all the bill shit. <laughs> they just Yeah. Not. Um, and so we finally get to the elimination. The three women on the bottom are Shay, Alicia, and Denise. Um, Shay is on the bottom because none of the men have any chemistry with her. Alicia is on the bottom because she tried to stir up all that shit with Brian unnecessarily. Um, and Denise is on the bottom because of the whole narcissist thing she did with Rashid. And not only did he take it offensively, um, but even the man she feeling, Calfani, took it kind of personal. Like, you can't make those accusations without having some type of proof. You can't just go around accusing people of shit like that because calling somebody a narcissist is not light. Right. Because most narcissists are fucking murderers and rapists and all other kind of, like, very negative shit that, that is associated with it. Like, it's not a good thing for somebody to refer to you as being narcissistic. Underneath all of that, it's usually some much more dangerous personality traits. So when you say stuff like that, you've got to be able to stand on it. Um, Shay Messy ass got sent home, thank God. And Alicia Needy messy ass got sent home because she fed into Shay's bullshit, honestly. Like, if she hadn't allowed Shay to pump her head up and, and get her to, to play into the messy bullshit, I do think she would still be there because there were other men that were feeling Alicia and want to get to know her better. But once you start, one thing about it, even if a man don't immediately play into it once a once once a decent man feel like you messy he gonna take note of that he don't wanna be bothered and what you even go ahead no what you what you showed that caliber of men that group of men who really like even the jay situation he was like i don't do the he say she say 
I'm here to look, I'm here to find love. I'm here to see who I have chemistry with. And you're not, nobody gonna make me feel guilty for that. And so, just anybody, like anybody, you know, not just, uh, I know we're talking about, about the men, but just anybody that is like not here for the bullshit, if they peep that somebody that they interested in always in some shit. They gonna anybody with sense that don't want that hell and and messing that drama negativity in their life, they gonna fall back. Yeah. Um, I think that whole Brian situation made the men fall back from her just because if you look at her scorecard, we're talking about a woman that's 38, two kids, says she has a stable career. Yet you seem very insecure and needy. And when things don't go the way you want them to go, you resort to a game of telephone amongst the group to try and keep up havoc and chaos. This process, not saying it's supposed to be easy, but it's supposed to be fun. And it's not supposed to be riddled with childish bullshit. Because if you was on the if you was on the right page mentally with the process. You would know that getting to know multiple people, seeing who you have chemistry with, th- that's perfectly within the realms of the rules of the game. That's literally dating. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> yeah. And if you had put some energy into getting to know some of the other men, you wouldn't have allowed Shay to make you feel like Brian was betraying you or playing you that like that's the thing because you would have been like okay he went to kiss alex goodnight you know if he come back by that's cool but i still got my eyes set on a couple other guys too so he's not my end all be all i'm gonna make a mental note of this and maybe we'll discuss it but i'm not about to read too much into this because nobody's committed to anybody here so let me just keep getting to know some of these other men too and calling it a day um, Calfani sat down with Denise and, you know, she felt like she was about to go home. Um, I like the way that he brought everything to her and that, um, the way you handled things, it was wrong, but you're still a favorite here and let's grow from this. And also, don't try to intimidate me from getting to know other women because ultimately, we're here to find love. So if I'm talking to Adriana or I'm talking to this next woman, it doesn't mean that I don't still think you dope. But the sole purpose of being here is let's see who we connect with and find love with. And so... I felt like he was gentle in his approach, but he was clear and concise as well. Like, yes, I'm feeling you, but yes, I want you to explore more of the guys left here. Like I'm exploring the women. Let's not just lock into each other so quickly because it's a possibility. Let's literally date. Hello. Let's see if we ready to love with some of the other people here. 
Yeah, um, like I'm saying I keep coming back to this point. Like it's fine to have favorites, but again, the point of this show is dating. Yeah, <laughs> like that is the point of this show. So then we see in the previews for next week. Next week episode gonna be good, friend, because the ladies' mm-hmm. friends are coming in to judge, probe. Get to know uh, the men. Uh, the men uh, mm-hmm. basically give Let them the third degree and see where they at. Let me tell you that something. one clip that w- when they was like, "Who paid a mortgage?" And he was I, listen, like, "We tell go you have, baby." When everybody, <laughs> listen, them women's head got the swiveling on the stick. Let me tell I, you something. You, you, you. We probably was thinking the same thing. As soon as I saw that clip, I was like, I know, I know, this about to be an argument on Twitter. I know it mm-hmm. is. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And I'm of the variety where you have to make those type of decisions based on the man you have, not the man you think you have. Um, and a lot mm. of women don't do that and a lot of these conversations never fully go hand in hand with the conversations about wealth in this country Mm. or even middle class in this country or Mm. even property in this country Um, Listen, I am of the mindset of do whatever the hell works for you. Yeah, do whatever the hell works for you. Be realistic. Look at the statistics. Because every good man that you come across, that black man, y'all know I'm talking about black people. I ain't never talking about non-black people. Okay? Yeah, this is an Africans-only conversation. This is an Africans-only conversation. You may not bring your non-black preferences into it. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's deeper than white. You may not. You <laughs> hold on. Let me say. You you may not be the white man's whores in this conversation, <laughs> or, or the Asians, or the Jenny Mai's, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what I'm this like, is not this is not K-pop pussy popping. Okay, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, in the grand scheme of things, um, where we know where the wage gap is, and we know with the average income and median income looks like amongst black men and black households, um, a lot of good black men are, are not paying the whole mortgage. Um, and I now, think- let me, let me say this though, let me say this. I do believe, and this again, this is just my personal opinion. I do believe that if you are um like going to split bills and stuff, which obviously I don't have a problem with. You need I do to believe, split everything. Yeah, well, I, I will say I believe that just because of the 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 power dynamics of like relationships because in this country, you know, because of patriarchy, I do believe that men should step it up and do just a little bit more. Honestly, a lot more to just make it equitable. You know what I mean? If you are in a relationship where bills are being split, you need to be present and accountable, present and accounted for in the non-financial aspects of the relationship. You don't get yeah. to just pay half the bills and then d- let leave her to do all of the domestic work and all of the other 
heavy lifting in the relationship. No, no, no. Yeah. Now that's that's what, no, and no, that's what I'm no. saying. Like I feel like, yeah. When it comes to keeping a home, when it comes to caring for children, if there are children, um, you need to be equally as present and accounted for um, as you want her to be on the financial side. And that's the problem yeah. a lot of women have with splitting bills because they will be working 40 hours a week. They will be bringing bacon to the table and also be expected to fry it up while he sit back and wait on his BLT. And that's not how that's going to work. No, no, that, that is not how that's going to so work. If, if anything, if you... you sh- uh, go ahead. No, if you, if you want to have a more hands-off approach on things outside of the finances, then you need to be prepared to carry all of the finances so that she is not working herself to the bone in a, in a nine to five or whatever job she may have and then has to come home and be Susie fucking homemaker and deal with the kids by herself. You can't have it both yeah. ways. And don't, yeah. And the only reason, and the reason I say that even with that men should do, a, do more on the domestic side is because usually that stuff, because of the way this country is set up, that stuff usually defaults to women anyway. And that's why I say men need to step up and do more, even if we, you know, doing the whole 50-50 shit, men need to do more because it just, unfortunately, it just automatically goes back to women on the domestic side of shit. And if we are going to truly make this equitable and equal for women, men just got to do more. You have to. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you, if you are wanting to be a 50-50-ass nigga, it's gonna have to be more than honestly. You gonna have 50. to do more than fifty. You gonna have to do it's, more than fifty. It's gonna have to be more than fifty fifty of just the finances. You're gonna have to show up and be accountable in all other aspects of the household and the relationship, yeah. not just the not just the money. Okay, yeah. it's not gonna work like that, and that's why a lot of women rather not be bothered with the 50 50 shit because they know that a lot of men are basically yeah oh well i pay half the bills but shit you still need to do the cooking the cleaning fucking with the kids doing the grocery shop blah 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 blah. no 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 that's not how this gonna work no if you want to have the luxury of being hands-off in every other aspect of the relationship, you need to be fully hands-on and accountable in the finances. And that's just period, point blank. And I'm not going to even get into the conversation because a lot of you bozos do not understand what it takes to actually keep, maintain a home and raise children. Because um, a lot of y'all deadbeat. So it's not even no no reason to you don't even go go here yeah you don't even go here um but that was that was ready to love i'm looking forward to the the episode coming up this week we're gonna head over to the real housewives of salt lake city and this is season one episode two (laughs) a snow mountain of trouble um i just let me say where do you want to start Cause I have words. Where do you want to start? I may be a dickhead, but I don't. 
fully understand Jen's true anger with Mary about the comment because hospitals have a very distinct fucking smell. And we <laughs> people can play <laughs> as dumb as they want to, friend, and I get it. And we can pretend like she was being super fucking insensitive, but hospitals have a distinct smell. And you can tell when people come from the hospital. You can tell when somebody has been in a nursing home. Like it's certain things, it's certain places where you can go and people can tell when you've been there because they have a distinct yeah. fucking my, smell. My thing was like, I agree with that, but here was my thing. This was my issue with Mary. Not that you said it, but you didn't stand up in it. Like when she tried to explain why she said it or like, I've been in hospitals and I just got triggered by the spell. Girl, you said that shit because you wanted to be a little shady. You wanted to be funny. It was funny. Just stand up in that shit. That's, that was my I, issue with Mary. I, I think it. I think it's a combination of both. First of all, Mary done been in the hospital a whole fucking life for all in plastic surgeries. And, well, no, that is true. <laughs> no, that is true. And she said she was having her, her something glands move removed and she ended up being in the hospital for a month that's the issue i had with mary because that's a lie because you was in the hospital having all that goddamn uh plastic surgery and facial reconstruction and shit because we didn't mm. seen them old pictures of you and we mm -hmm. know what you look like and we know that you was four shades darker before you mm -hmm. went in that hospital and when you came out you was like a peanut butter cookie but when you went in and, and the words and the words of our deal in the words of our did the product friend, she came out looking like a whole new bitch. Yeah, she came out looking like a whole new bitch. So I understand if you got um if you got some issues with being in hospitals because you spent so much time in one trying to get that new fucking face. Mm -hmm. Um, and I absolutely agree. If you tend to spend a lot of time in and out of hospitals, especially like because you a patient or because somebody always dying close to you, it, it it probably is very triggering. And the smell is probably very fucking triggering. Um but That's again, she but again, also, yeah. you was being shady <laughs> and you yeah. and you were shady before and you, you admit to it in the, the confessionals. <laughs> and you admitted to it in the confessionals. So girl, just stand up in it. Like, do I think now, again, I agree with your initial, like, how you opened it. Like, I can understand Jim being annoyed about that, but also, like, girl, you did a lot. <laughs> like, you did a, a lot. lot. And also, like, Mary, you was being shady because you was basically saying, who the fuck just finished having some plastic surgery? Yeah. Like, that's definitely. Yeah. You know, so like, just you stand up in that shit, man. Like, one just, of your hoes just... smell like plastic surgery. And yeah, I know what it smell like because I done been in the hospital a lot. But just stand up in that bajin, baby. You you said yourself, you have been at that hospital basically for nine straight days with your aunt while she got her legs amputated. Baby, I know the, the hospital smell was at the root of your goddamn pores. <laughs> the sterile, seeping, like there's a there's a seeping. there's a sterile, deathy type of smell to hospitals. Like yeah. and I remember like... I remember the smell because I had a C-section with London and they wanted me to stay longer and I was like absolutely not I'm going home. I'm not staying in this goddamn hospital another day 
It's uncomfortable. It smells funny. I'm ready to go. You know what it's like. You know, like, like you know what it is. It's like when you at it, you at school and somebody smell like mothballs because they mama or they mama or daddy kept them in their closet. Yeah. And that smell stick with you. Like that's what it is. Like Jim, like I get a, I get being annoyed by it because I mean it was shade, it was it was funny, but I mean it wasn't some shit that mirror should have said. So I get it, but all you could have just said was like girl, I ain't like that and kept it moving. Like this whole all my life, my aunt had to fight shit. Like that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, it was it was like it was not that serious, Miss Mamas. And you trying to turn Mary into your sworn enemy because she threw some she threw some shade before she before she knew where the fucking target was gonna hit. It ain't really that fucking deep. Like nobody right. knew your auntie was having her both her goddamn legs cut off and she was over there looking like Lieutenant fucking Dan. Lieutenant <laughs> Ant. Yeah. Show title. Lieutenant Ant. Um show title. You ain't shit. <laughs> Like just get the just get the bitch ready for her titanium alloy legs and call it a day. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to know that. (laughs) (laughs) What you wanted us to do? Like now, Najin. Now, let me say this though, Najin. If you really did want to get back at Barry, you could have pinpointed on them wigs. Cause let me tell you something. Well, she she was in there talking high class bullshit about Mary's outfit when when she first came into the party. She was hugging her up, talking about, "Oh my God, I love this. This is Valentino. It's it's straight off the runway." Like then you you got mad and you talk about she dressed like a Christmas tree and she looked like a loofah. Like Miss Mamas. Okay, shade, yeah, never mind. That, that would have been fake. That would have been fake. The, never mind. The shade, the shade has been evenly exchanged at this point. Let it go. And then Mary finally came in and apologized half-assed. Like, girl, I don't want you to be mad for real. We good, okay? And here go, here go uh Jen, like, okay, I'll try to get over it. Girl, shut up. It's not that serious. It's it's not that serious. Like, hey, I, I, I said, I said that on, I talked about this on Twitter. Somebody was like, I hope Jen don't make this her storyline for the season. Exactly. Then, so we have, okay, I'm trying to get to. So Whitney called Lisa asking for free tequila for her vow renewal. And Lisa was nice enough to not only send the tequila, but send bartenders with all the equipment they needed to make drinks. And you mad because the bartenders got a little drunk and they broke some glasses. Am I am I the am I the asshole here? Because do you I don't know, friend, let me tell you something. Bartending packages, <laughs> bartenders um usually run between $150 and $300 an hour to have a bartender come and bartend your event. She sent two. 
Um, I'm sure she had no idea that those bartenders would be getting drunk or that any glasses would be broken. However, she was sweeping up glass far away from where the bartenders was at. So, uh, okay, I'm so confused about he, he, that. I'm... <laughs> This is one of those things where, like, maybe I have to go back and watch the first episode that I missed because, to me, I feel like Lisa. Lisa is the one that owns the company, right? Like, she was the one that sent the bartenders, correct? Yeah, Lisa is the one that owns I several, like... um, several brands of tequila and other alcohols. I. And like I said, maybe I need to go back and watch the first episode, but unless Whitney called you and said, girl, fuck you, fuck your life, fuck your company, I just don't understand her saying that the bartenders, like, kind of fucked up a bit, warranted that, like, level of a response from Lisa. Like, maybe I'm the asshole, you know, but I was just confused because if I say, hey, if you sent... If you send, like, that's not me saying that I don't appreciate your kindness. I'm saying that some of your employees just wasn't performing up to the standards that I'm sure that you have for your business. And they kind of messed up a bit. That's not me saying fuck your business. At least that's, at least for me. So I just didn't get why Lisa was so upset and like, girl, I'm, fuck you. Don't I, come from I, my family. I don't kinda, come from my business. I kind of get I, it. I get I a just bit of it. Because you called me asking for some shit for free in the first place. And not only did I send what you asked for, um, I gifted you more. And so it would be one thing if you were paying me for, you were paying for the bartenders, you paid for the liquor, and they were completely just out the way um but if you ever been to any type of a formal party or event glasses get broke plates get dropped it, it's just kind of not that serious um and so i could see like the i can understand the aggravation but the whole I'll ruin your life if you try to ruin my company. That was weird to me. Because I don't think Whitney yeah, was implying that... that she wanted to ruin her company. But I also right, think Whitney could have just shut the hell up about the bartenders having some drinks and it being uh, some broken shot glasses here and there. Like in, the, like in the grand scheme of things, if you had had your vow renewal in a venue, this is stuff you wouldn't have noticed. But this is stuff that happens all the time. Like it's really, it's pretty common. Like for some glasses or some shot glasses to get broke or dropped. Um, and it was probably your drunk ass guest who dropped them. Like because if, was, nigga, if niggas ain't gonna do nothing else and white people too, especially, let me take that back. If nothing else white people drunk ass is gonna do, it's going to be get shit-faced at a wedding-type reception and fuck everything up. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I could see why Lisa was like, 
I gifted you something nice and you coming to me like you paid for it. But I definitely don't understand the whole, if you try to come for my company, you try to cost us our liquor license, I will ruin you. I will say you a swinger. I was like, girl, that's a lot. Like a whole lot. And this yeah. is why you shouldn't do favors for people if they really not in good faith. Because you I were... Kept, I think that's what it is. Because she kept going on about, I did this out of the kindness of my heart. But baby, no kindness came from your heart after the fact. So like, what is the truth? Because even if she even if she brought it to you, if you are in the, in the liquor business and you know how this kind of stuff goes and you know what happens when liquor is involved at parties and anything else, weddings or whatever, you would have brushed it off. And if we was to be honest, she, she was twirling on the pole at her own vow renewal. So she probably was pretty shit faced too. And she probably re remembers very little of how the events actually went versus how she thinks they went. So, like I said, it was like, yeah, I get it. Like somebody did something, some for you for free. And I ain't going to even say nice. Cause it don't seem like it was nice. It seemed like it was right. just some free shit. You just kind of got to shut the fuck up with free shit. Cause the amount of liquor that was gifted enough tequila for 500 people it's a lot of fucking tequila. Two bartenders plus all the supplies they needed to mix. Um, that was some thousands and thousands of dollars that was given to you for free. But you, Miss Mamas, if it if it required all of that, I'll ruin you if you try to ruin me. What? Then you shouldn't have damn did it. How how could how could this woman ruin you? By saying your bartenders was drinking at the reception, they took some shots, and that some shot glasses got broke. What, where in it, in any of that would you be ruined, and would your company be ruined? How can somebody? How can you be ruined by somebody that you did some free shit for? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I get it. I, I do. It, like it I wasn't, get. It wasn't annoyed. done. It wasn't done in good faith. And that's what shows at, more at than all. anything. Right. Um, right. it wasn't shown in, in good faith at all, and it wasn't done as a gesture of kindness or because I really adore you, I fuck with you heavy. It was kind of a I'm trying to show you what type of pool I got. So here, peasant, take this fucking free liquor and these bartenders that, and yes, be fucking happy. Yes, and yes, the aftermath yes. of Whitney even having any form of a small complaint, um, you blew it out of proportion because you felt like she was supposed to kiss the ground you walk on and say yeah, thank you nothing and nothing more. That's the vibe I got. That's the vibe I got, friend. That too like is the vibe I got. Um, and like I said, like if somebody is doing something free for you. I understand Lisa's point, but Lisa's reaction to it was super ugly. Like Lisa's reaction super to dope. Whitney's complaint was super ugly and super unnecessary. And it definitely proved that it was not done out of a, I really like you. I had the means to do it and I wanted to be supportive and make your vow renewal special. It was, you know, I'm a big boss bitch. I could do this and say, thank you, peasant. 
Yeah. Um, because you called and asked me for some free shit. So be lucky I gave you that and more. And I don't like people like that. And if I was right. Whitney or any other woman on the cast, I would never ever go to her for any alcohol related anything again. She would have she... to volunteer to be the sponsor. Yeah. So it was like it was kind of nasty. Um <laughs> Uh, also accusing somebody of being a swinger. Um, women are women, and just women, not even a specific culture, ethnicity, or race of women. Women in general live knee deep in patriarchy, and it's things like accusing a woman of being a swinger and feeling like that accusation would ruin her reputation. Is how you know and have a reminder of how needy a lot of women are in patriarchy um, because that accusation would not be harmful to a man. A man who gets to sleep with multiple women when he feels like it and gets to trade women out like underwear would never. Yeah, that's just a Tuesday. And it, w- it wouldn't hold any weight. But with another woman, you're saying you could ruin her reputation with a rumor like this. So she doesn't yeah, get to in have... that town with, like, the church. Yeah she, doesn't, yeah, she doesn't get to control her autonomy. She doesn't get to decide what works for her sexually and what works for her in her marriage and what type of intimacy they have and what type of things they get into, um, that is no-no, and you would it would ruin her reputation. And another woman bringing that to the table is very ugly. Um, so I know everybody is prepared to not like Mary, but Lisa is rubbing me pretty wrong pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, of, I, of, I, of, the cast, of the cast so far, Lisa and Mary are the two that I'm like, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan so far. Um, we cut to Whitney's dad coming over. First of all, (laughs) oh, you finna say something terrible. Um, I love seeing white people lose everything to drug addiction (laughs) (laughs) because because (laughs) (laughs) you can't even get. I just, <laughs> I, I got this in my and I know that it's problematic. But when we oftentimes think about drug addiction, we think about how black people lose everything in their addictions. Um, they lose their family, they lose their kids, they lose their jobs, they lose their financial stability, and a lot of times they never recover from it. So they just stay in the cycle of drug abuse. But uh, oftentimes yeah. when white people succumb to addiction, they do not lose everything. They are coddled. They are put in treatment. They are worked with so that they can save what they do have, save their family, save their marriages, save their, their careers, save their money, save their businesses. White people who are drug addicts typically get fucking coddled until they can get back on their feet. 
We saw it like with Robert Downey Jr. We've seen it with like Winona Ryder and, you know, uh, things like that. This They mm-hmm. were just drug addicts doing every fucking thing, getting in legal trouble and all kind of wild shit. And look where they are now. Um, so to see her dad, who was once a renowned cosmetologist, owned a cosmetology school, owned many hair salons, had his own product line, and was worth millions, lose it all to prescription drugs. I mean, it's it's a, a bittersweet symphony. Like, <laughs> I'm just kind of like... <laughs> And now he's trying to work back to rebuild everything at 63 after he lost everything. And it's good to see. I, I don't know what nobody, I don't care what nobody says. It's, it's uh, <laughs> because we don't see this story a lot. We don't. We white, white, <laughs> white drug addicts. <laughs> White drug addicts get coddled. So when this storyline crossed my TV screen, I said to myself, self, is this a white man who lost everything due to his drug addiction? Now he's trying to start over from scratch. And self said, yes, yes, it is. And I said, you fucking Rika, Yahtzee, got us one. I love to see it. I love to see white people lose everything to drug addiction because... (laughs) We live in a world where white people coddle crystal meth heads and they mm-hmm. put they put needle boxes on the streets for crystal meth addicts and heroin addicts just, you know, and shit like that. And they have methadone clinics and they have safe houses where they can go and sleep while they try to shake it off and shit, shit that they didn't have for black people during the crack era. Um, so I was pleased. I was very pleased. Um, and uh, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> you may not pass go. You may not collect $100. <laughs> you may be a pill head and you may lose everything. Go directly to hell. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect your $200. <laughs> go directly to drug addict hell. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> uh, you know what? All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's okay. Move on. Um, <laughs> first of all, who did Meredith and her husband think they was fooling? Because when I watched the premiere episode and they said that he was living in Chicago Mm. and she was in Salt Lake City, I was like, they probably separated. That was like the first time. We said that. Like, I hadn't even caught the episode yet, but I said it because I remember I asked you, does it give you Dr. Imani and um, her husband, ex husband vibes? Yeah, and I said, yeah, it do. Um, Something like that. so he asked her who she's telling that they're separated. If you separated, why are you hiding it? If you headed for a divorce, just stand up in that shit. Who's going to whoop y'all ass about it? If y'all are True. no longer happy together, y'all are to the point where y'all are living fucking... In separate states. Separate coast. Separate coast. True. 
True. Ain't ain't Utah basically considered part of the West Coast? Yes. Uh, more or less, yeah. Yes, because Colorado is, is the... considered like the Northwest or some shit like that. They over yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah. Inching, inching towards the eastern part of the country. They a whole Hell, different Illinois, times. Illinois next to Ohio. Ohio next to Pennsylvania. So yeah. do with that what you must. Y'all in y'all in different time zones. Like my friend just eloquently pointed out, y'all in different time zones. If y'all are separated, y'all are separated. It is what it is. Ain't nobody gonna whoop y'all head about it. And maybe that's she ain't that. saying shit to keep up an image to the girls. Maybe exactly. I don't know. So, um, but you could tell by the way they sitting at the dinner. They are totally disconnected in their marriage. Yeah. Like there is there is nothing in that marriage that says happily married, glad to be together, want to work through things and make it work. They not it, they not friends, they not lovers, it, they not nothing. He talking they, about why he can't look at her phone, she can look at his phone. And so there's some there's some some cheating shit there. Yeah. Um he, it, he basically gives, accused her of being you know, um accused her of infidelity. Yeah, it definitely gives we just tolerating each other. We don't like each other no more. Exactly. Exactly. Um, then we got Jen being still mad. She smelled like hospital at the slopes. Girl, let it go. It's not that <laughs> Let it deep. go. Let it go. It's not that deep. Um, how Mary and Jen couldn't even ski, and Jen talking about she gonna whoop Mary's ass on the on the bunny slopes. No, let me sure right. But let me let, let me tell you, uh, Mary, Miss Mamas, Miss Mams, how you be late because you waiting for your outfit to come to go to the slopes, and your outfit still ugly. Listen, you showed up to that goddamn slope looking like Scary J Blige, and I am just confused as to why it took you that long to still come and look ugly. I just was sitting there. I just, first of all, like the hat was ugly, the fur was ugly, just everything about the outfit was. Listen, if you're gonna be late, you better show up stunting and styling and profiling. I'm telling you, she married. How do you manage to buy all designer shit, but it's always ugly? Uh, listen, this is. I was waiting on my Chanel coat. It looked like a regular fucking ski coat. It was right. nothing out of the ordinary. It was nothing so lavish and extravagant that you needed to be late on the trip waiting on it. Right. It looked like that you was... got that shit from City Trends Winter Collection. Also, Mary's voice is so smoker's coffish. Why her voice that deep? <laughs> let, let, her, let her talk. Let her talk. Let her talk. Hey, 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 hold on, Ken. Hey, Mary be up there sounding like Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, let her talk. Hear her out, girl. 
Crypt keeper ass voice. Get out. What are you doing? Hello, my precious. And and as we said when we came in at the top of the show, I don't really care for Lisa. She kind of a bitch. And telling someone you will ruin a rep with rumors that you heard is exactly what a threat is. That's the definition of a threat. Yeah, like she was trying to play semantics with that shit. Like you said, what did I do to make you feel threatened? Like this, again, same thing you said about Mary, um, friend. It's not stand that you shady, shit. but you don't want to stand up in it. And now you so goddamn confused and in sh- shock and mm-hmm. awe about what is mm-hmm. being said. And you know you said it, and you said it how you meant it. Right. I don't care enough to judge you. You clearly do when you bringing up somebody being a goddamn swinger, and that ain't none of your business. Right. You care enough to entertain a rumor that you know can hurt her reputation, knowing that city, knowing the church. And like you said earlier, just knowing how patriarchy works, like you cared enough to entertain it. But now you don't care enough to judge. One plus one is not equal in two, beloved. If you're going to be a bitch, be a bitch. Stand up in that shit. That's the one thing on this show that we don't respect is being throwing shade and hiding behind the curtain. Yep. And then uh, Lisa gets called out again by Heather, but then it kind of voids itself because then Heather couldn't stand up in her shit because Heather called Lisa yeah. out about the rumor that she started saying she didn't know her yet. She was a fun time girl in college who flashed in the dorms. And then um, Heather also brought up Lisa texting her about the party, Meredith's party coming up. And that, first of all, let me say this. Y'all are old. And so the fact that y'all are making up meanings for emojis is rather quite weird and should be left to the young folks. Because I I have never in my life heard of a thumbs up emoji Meaning the fuck F- you. Yeah, never heard it. Like friend, I ain't never friend, I ain't never text you no no thumbs up emoji and it meant fuck you. It meant okay, I heard what you said. Okie dokie, talk to you later. Like, girl, what? <laughs> what? I was looking at that shit like then I'm like, like, I'm trying to be on Heather's side. And then when the producer's like, so when you sent the thumbs up emoji, did you mean fuck you? And she was like, absolutely. Well, why you couldn't stand up in that at the table? Right. Right. These like, listen, how, oh, go ahead. These women, first of all, they are old looking franchise. Whitney, the youngest looking one on here. And she is the youngest one because yeah. she is she's just in her like 30s because her husband yeah. is significantly older than her. Um, but mm-hmm. this is a young looking cast, an uh, old looking cast. Jen wants so badly to be black. You're not black. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, 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 some, yeah. you Samoan and, or Tongan yeah. or whatever you said you were. You're not black. You, you whatever the rock say he is. And you trying to force yourself into black culture or call yourself black because you married to a black man and, and y'all got some half black kids together. You're not black, sweetheart. Please stop. No, you're not. Please um, stop. You're embarrassing yourself and upsetting my homegirl. Exactly. But that's it. We'll be back to cover episode three, which is out now. I may get a jump on it and watch it early and take my notes. 
Or maybe not. Who knows? Um, I want to say this before we go to Potomac. Um, I would just like to... Uh, I would just like to say that uh, Heather looked like Bill, Bill Lampier. Uh, everybody on here is unattractive except for Whitney. Agreed. Like Whitney got that classic girl next door cookie cutter look. The mm-hmm. rest of them ugly. Yeah. They ugly. Agreed. Um, Real Housewives of Snooze Tomic, season five. <laughs> <laughs> episode 16 picking sides I love Karen and the only reason I'm allowing her to get off on the green eye bandits is because it's the green eye bandits but Karen need really be questioning nobody's relationship and situation just because Miss Mamas you and Ray barely on the good foot yeah but yeah. because it's Bill and Robin, I'm allowing it. But if it was anybody, yeah. if it was, if it was anybody yeah. else, I would absolutely like be on Karen's neck. But because it's yeah. the two messy green eyed geckos, I'm I'm letting it slide. But I just want to say, Karen, you and Ray are barely are yet holding on in this season yeah. from what we see, and he's making yeah. statements like he don't know if he's still in love with you or not. So it would really behoove you. To just use a little self-awareness. Right. But because it's about two people who also don't have self-awareness, I'm allowing it. Exactly. And speaking of, Robin says that she won't make Juan Dixon jump through hoops to get married and the ball is in his court. (laughs) If you weren't so pathetic, the puns would be so cute, but you are so stupid. And I don't care talking about she would never propose to a man even though she basically is giving Juan an ultimatum to step up and propose, you basically. I mean, uh, can I say this? Can I say this? Can I can I say this, girl? With all the money you don't cost that man, you better goddamn propose. <laughs> you definitely should be buying the ring. Girl, you, you should. You should be. You, you don't cost that man ring. so much money. You definitely should be buying a ring now, for real now. Listen shit, now, <laughs> um, now goddamn now shit now, Miss Mama shit now, Miss Mahim. You don't cost that man millions, multiple times, multiple many a um, a million. Listen, if that was ever, if that was mucho, ever a situation, mucho time. If that was ever. A situation where a woman should propose to a man, girl, it's you, Robin, because you don't cost that man. He can't buy you no ring because you don't cost him too much damn money. Well, this time around, he ain't cost. She ain't costing no money because he keep his finances separate. See, a, a fool, a fool, gonna keep making the same mistake, but not a man as fine as Juan Dixon. He didn't learn his lesson. You probably would have to snatch Juan's balls hairs out one by one before he agreed to combine finances with Robin uh, tax mm-hmm. debt. Or just trust Robin uh, with, mu- with any kind Robin of money. Robin tax debt Dixon at this point. Okay. Yeah, um, just trust Robin with any kind of funds. Black women tobogganing. You love to see it. The, mm. I, I don't have no problem. I like seeing black p- women try new things because, you know, we kind of box ourselves in and ain't going to do this, ain't going to try that, don't want to do this, just want to go Travel and shop and eat and drink. Don't want to try. Like, I thought it was cool. However, geography, let me tell you. I love me some Karen. 
<laughs> but she give Wendy a leg up every time when she let geography whip her ass the way it do. Karen talking about we tobogganing in Portland. Baby, you in Portugal. That geography Karen. be whipping Karen head, baby. I'm going to tell Boy, you what. Geography be, geography be racial you and Karen like a motherfucker, don't it? <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> hey, don't it? Listen, I love you, Karen, baby, but goddamn. <laughs> We uh-huh. can tell who fell asleep in social studies. I tell you what. Yeah, we could tell who who never made it any higher than being a homecoming queen at uh that city she from. Um, Listen, Candace is fucking dramatic, and it just it shows itself all the time. Talking about you thought you was gonna die tobogganing. You was never gonna die doing no common tourist attraction in the city that people do it commonly as tourists. Like, let me repeat that. You were never going to die tobogganing. It's a tourist attraction that tourists do a lot when they come to Portugal. Yes. Shut up. Please God, leave us alone. Um, this is something I want to get off my spirit, friend. Go ahead. How the fuck does Messy Jizzy have a knack for finding ugly fashions any fucking where she goes. Is it a gift or a curse? I'm sure it's a fucking curse because where the fuck would you gonna wear that big ass hat at? What you was gonna do with that? How do you go to a you whole other country friend. and find ugly clothes? Fran, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it later. Put a pin in that. But <laughs> I just... I, it almost feels like Giselle is trolling us at this point. Like she is aware that we all wear that she can't dress with for damn, and I, and she just goes out of her way to f- just further cement the fact. Yeah, it's got to be got to be something. Mm-hmm. Because like how you tacky every damn well, every damn well you tacky everywhere. Um. Giselle tells Karen she's going to ruin Juan's soon-to-come proposal, um, which maybe they just haven't announced it until the episode airs on it or something. Um, But I haven't seen nothing on Robin's Twitter, nothing on Robin's Instagram about a proposal. So, Mm. uh, yeah. Mm. That's what I had Mm. to say about that. Then they go to dinner. And Candace starts digging at Ashley. And she said, she, first of all, she brings up her tearing her perineum because Ashley did not rip her asshole out. A lot of times when women push the baby out, they tear their perineum and then the, the doctor stitch it back up and then it's fine and good to go. Um, even if you was trying to say something nice, you could have said anything else about motherhood in regards to Ashley because she is a good mom, especially considering that she's a single mom because Michael Darby doesn't do a motherfucking thing when it comes to Dean. There are so You're many right. other things you could have brought up about Ashley and motherhood besides her, her rip perineum. I just thought it was a low blow and this is why I just do not understand why you bitches is always defending Candace, um, 
But then Candace basically says that the the great barn brawl of 2019 could have was. <laughs> You ain't shit for that day. <laughs> was an inspiration for her to become a mother, which confused the shit out of me. Cause how does provoking somebody then getting your your wig dragged like that make you think, huh? I'm ready for a baby. Right, like she, so like she has turned ready. this whole, she has turned this whole thing into like, you know what? Egging Monique on and you know being you know pulled by my wig that has just inspired me to be a better person. Uh, you couldn't have been a better person before this because I feel like if you had have been a better person before this, it wouldn't have even got to this point. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then <sighs> Giselle and so Ashley paid her dust with the torn perineum comment but then Ashley is like uh, I don't know why you're trying to bring me up in any capacity because you are the same woman who sat at the table with me and told me my husband and I were faking our grief when I had a miscarriage mm. and as usual mm. Giselle and Robin turn on Ashley for bringing that up and not holding Candace accountable for saying, have you grown from the situation? Because as a woman who is starting to feel ready to be a mom, you have to understand that there's a great possibility you could suffer a miscarriage because a lot of women do. And it is tragic yeah. and it is painful. And a lot of women handle it many different ways. Instead, they... Yeah. They basically turn on Ashley like, "Why you bringing up old shit, bitch?" The, I, I tweeted this, and I hate that it came from Giselle because bitch is called coming from inside the house. But when Giselle said, "Now, do you remember how you used to carry on Ashley before you got a baby?" and I could not disagree, and I hate that I couldn't disagree because well, we, we said, that. "Yeah, we yeah we gonna cut to that because um." Karen, first of all, I don't like when Karen drinks because she gets really weirdly, overtly sexual. And I don't want to hear no details of her and Ray's sex life. Like, I, I, I think I think Karen is a 50-plus-year-old bombshell. I think she looks amazing for her age. I think she still got it. Um, but I am okay admiring Karen's beauty without entertaining conversations about her and Ray's sex life because she is Absolutely 50 not. and Ray is like 78 and yeah, I don't want to 155 and I don't know yeah I do not want um, do not want and that that did not turn the girls from talking shit and the part so this is the part that kind of sent me like it's not doing what y'all think y'all doing if the only way the women can even defend Candace it's by acknowledging she's a terrible person. It's kind of weird to me. Now that like, I do agree with because not not okay. Like, so remember, like remember Ashley, you used to be as terrible as Candace, and I think there is space to call Ashley out on her behavior. I do, however, I don't know that we ever saw Ashley dig at other women about fertility 
and miscarriages and things like that. We, I still do to this day. I do not like Ashley for the Monique is an alcoholic season when she was basically on a tour to paint Monique as an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, all the stuff I'll never, that she was, all the stuff that she was doing to Karen in tandem with Giselle and Robin. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Or so, shit, uh, two seasons ago with Katie. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yep, with Katie. So it's kind of like for me, I don't even think we can even still compare what that the because Ashley is talking about one situation and she's talking about when Candace maliciously brought up the miscarriage. And remember in that scene, friend, when that the ladies was like, maybe you shouldn't bring that up. And she went out of her way to bring it up because this was the I same season that, yeah. where everybody heard Michael Darby talking about he would suck somebody on the show dick. Like it was so much that, yeah. other material for Candace to rag on Ashley about that I still do not understand why the she took the, the, the miscarriage as her lowest blow. And so when the I, girls is like, ahead. well, you used to be that bad well, no, I never seen Ashley digging nobody about a miscarriage. Um, I've seen her dig at other people about shit, but then they got even worse. When Robin said she will do that to anyone, that's just a character flaw. My my issue, like for me, like I'll just speak for me. The thing was, I and I get your point about the the, the specificity of it, like talking about the miscarriage. Like yeah. the thing for me was was <clears throat> when Giselle said it and they rolled the clips back, I couldn't disagree. I just hate that it came from Giselle because it's like, Giselle, you're saying this and you're not entirely wrong. But you're not at the wrong same at all, but you are just as bad and you are older. Yeah, and that, not only that, and to, not only that, right, just as bad, and not only to add to that, you've never held Ashley accountable up until this point. And yeah, and you also still have not held Candace accountable to this point. Like the only reason she was going, she was saying that to Ashley now was because Ashley was bringing up how how terrible Candace was. So it's just a circle of calling each other terrible, which fair, but no accountability has been taken by any any of you. That was my issue with it. Yeah, that's absolutely my issue, and not only that. But when you were able to use Ashley as a pawn to do shit to Karen or to get at Monique, mm-hmm. you didn't you weren't speaking on how terrible her behavior mm-hmm. is. So this lets me know Talk that not it. only do you know how terrible Ashley's behavior was in the past, and you were silent and you watched you condoned it and you laughed and giggled, you also know how terrible Candace's behavior is, and you are doing the same thing. You are enabling. You are condoning because it brings you a certain level of mess that you've been waiting on. So if this vitriol that Candace has turns towards you, which it has briefly when she called your house a bust down, Mm -hmm. you wanted to cry boohoo bucket tears. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 And so just sitting there and like just defending her various social media attacks and everybody at the dinner is bashing mm-hmm. Candace mm-hmm. talking about how horrible of a person she is, but that's just who she is. Candace finally mm-hmm. gives a, 
half-assed apology to Ashley and Ashley is like, all right, I'll take it because fuck y'all. Y'all ain't can, about can to keep banging point? up on me. Can I say one more point? Yeah. Also, the reason why I it got on my nerves that Giselle said that and was because if, okay, so if y'all are acknowledging that Candace is a terrible ass person, then why were none of y'all holding her accountable for her provoking an egging on Monique? So, like, where is the consistency? Where they, is the consistency? That's the thing. They And they've never done that. Remember, when they uh, talked about her provoking Monique, they talked about, well, that's just how Candace is. You know she got that mouth on her. Like, that's, in it, to me, that's inexcusable. It don't mean nobody got a right to put their hands on her, but there's absolutely but, power in words. We have to stop pretending like there's not. We have right. to stop pretending like the way that Candace carries on is not vile and disgusting because you set up because there married is. to a white man while telling another wh- black woman, half black woman, whatever, who's more white than you, honestly, who's married to a white man. She a bad wench and all kind of shit. Like your ghetto mouth is, and dis- all types is of ghetto, shit. a whore, a roach, or this, that you are disgusting. You are disgusting. And She's then we get disgusting. this Wendy prank. Okay. Like it was. Can I just say Operation Scare Wendy was, was okay, but she's still a dud in, on this show. And I don't want her back on here next season. I've never seen somebody brand new to the franchise have absolutely no storyline whatsoever ever for a whole fucking season we spent one maybe one and a half episodes discussing the animosity between wendy's family and ed's parents or whatever eddie's parents and that's it but they she has no storyline why is she here why she has brought absolutely nothing to potomac this season Good Lord. Andy, do not she, bring her back. Andy, Andy, if you don't... Br- Let me not say that because I don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> Andy, if you bring her back, I'll be highly upset. Highly upset. Furious. Um, I, will be, I will be furious because she brings nothing. She is boring. Remember, friend, when I said I don't like that Karen get drunk? And this why? Because Robin and Giselle are reminiscing over the time Karen got drunk and said, and allegedly said that she hate Ray's dick. See what I'm saying? I did not. I like. I. I didn't. I. I didn't need to know that. I, I hated that. See, I see personally what I'm hated saying? it. See, see what I'm saying? I, I see, just, keep her off the bubbly. Yeah, she don't. Listen, she, she, don't need, she don't need mm-mm. to. She don't need to drink. Mm-mm. Listen, y'all better get her. Listen, get her a nice, um, lightly. Listen, get her a nice lightly light beverage. Uh maybe maybe a, a, a light Fanta. Maybe get her, you know, some sweet get, tea. Get her get her an Arnold get her an Arnold Palmer. That, Half there you go. Half there you tea. go. Sim- get her simply lemonade, if you will. Don't give her no damn liquor. Don't give her no more champagne because I'm really tired of hearing anything sexual related to her. I, I, do, I do not it want is, to hear it. It is discussion. It is disgusting. I, I'm sorry. I, I am offended. I am truly offended. Now, here we go. 
Ashley joins Robin and Giselle, and she tells them that she's writing a damning character assessment about Candace. And uh, she's like, because I don't, I don't think Monique deserves to go to jail for this situation. And here's Giselle, who ain't got nobody's JD, nobody's Esquire behind her name, nothing. Can't even wrangle Jamal's dick in, and Esquire that. Talking about Monique ain't going to jail. First of all, this is what happened when like very fair skinned black women like Giselle are out the loop because we remember Sandra Bland never made it home again after being stopped for failure to use a goddamn traffic signal. Okay? Do not tell us about what could happen to black women in the court system. Do not play in our face. uh, You do not not have the right to be that out of touch and ignorant. Not only that, but when y'all was talking um, to her at Karen's house, hell, y'all sounded like y'all wanted her to go to jail. So what's the switch up now? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that too. But even she ain't going to go to jail. She's not going to jail. I mean, yeah, because we, we know Khalif we know in real time shit got dropped. Khalif Browder spent three years in Rikers for a backpack he did not steal. Even when he was finally able to make bail. Y'all are out of loop. And I and I hate that for y'all. And maybe y'all need to go to the Porsche School of Wokeness so that you can really get your feet back <laughs> under you. Because y'all are really, really out of sync of what happens to black people in the criminal system? Uh, po- and how on, Luther some- King. Listen, and how something that a white person would never go to jail for, black people go to jail for and sometimes end up never making it back out alive. So I don't give a fuck what Giselle is talking about. And Robin asked her why she would write a damning uh, character assessment about Candace instead of glowing one about Monique. Both can be done, sweet pea. Right. Two things can be true. Yeah. But also, this is, like, this is, no, go ahead. This is friend. Then Robin and everyone. Um, so then next week, next week, Ashley will tell Candace that she wrote the character assessment. Um, but let's let's get into the specifics because. Shout out to my followers. Um, shout out to Stephanie from Mocha Minutes. But we had a difference of, a, of uh, opinion on this. But Candace did pull a knife on Ashley. Initially, she was using the knife and talking into it like a mic. Then when she told Ashley to leave, Ashley left. And Giselle and the producers told Ashley to come back inside. She grabbed the knife again. And started waving it in Candace's face. I mean, in Ashley's face. And at some point, even tried to throw the knife at her. Yeah. But her knife. Yeah, because when they did the flashback, you saw the motion and you saw the like the knife fall on the ground. Well, you heard it. Yes. Yeah. Um. If you are going to file legal charges against somebody for being violent, you cannot have a history of perceived violent behavior either. Um, yeah. Because that was Ashley, my thing when... when Ro- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, Candace was playing checkers and Monique came to play chess. And this is why sometimes you got to stop trying to be the big dog in the, in, in the pack when you really are not. Candace was not in any capacity ready for what Monique was going to unleash on her and she has the finances to do it. Yeah. My thing is like uh not like when 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 Ashley told Robin and Giselle and Robin was like, oh so Monique wants you to assassinate uh Candace's character. And my and, and I swear to you, friend, like this is exactly what I said. I was like, uh Candace has a character because <laughs> well not even that y'all just sat up at dinner talking about how how her character is she how her character is flawed how mean and nasty and vile she is how ashley used to act like that and so on and so forth who's assassinating her character when it's right there mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do she care? She don't have much of a character to assassinate because the character she got is not a good one. Yeah, and it's on film, like it's on, it's in four K. <laughs> How did they catch you in four K? Yeah. So I mean, like, but again, that's what we said because, of course, we know in real time that the they dropped the shit, but that's why it dropped. It was dropped because it's like this is a wash. Yeah, Candace Monique inflicted you know violence on you that she you know shouldn't have done, even though you did provoke her. And now, based on your history, that you know by Ashley's testimony, it even though it's still not right, it makes sense why Monique snatched your ass up. Is because you have a you have a history of not only the same type of behavior but a provoking behavior. So you can't do that shit. That's what the court said, and that's why they threw that shit as a wash. Yeah. Yep. And you let your bozo ass mama who has inflicted violence on you, you let her gas your goddamn head up for you to do that stupid shit and I look at you. You lost and you still broke. Spent money when you thought you was gonna make money. Spent money when you and your nigga don't wear your your cracker, let me rephrase. Spent money when you and your cracker don't have money. Yep. Goddamn losers. Um. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Else. I think. But Damn, hold on, I want to come back to what I what I what I said to put a pin in, because um the <laughs> the photos for the reunion uh, came on the social media, and uh. How everybody looked bad in the goddamn photo. Yeah, that was like that Monique was is the best really, she got. That was a really weird shade of yellow. Karen didn't look good. Ashley didn't look good. Uh Wendy was dressed for a quinceanera. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Robin's dress wasn't bad, but the hair and makeup did it no justice. Giselle ankles were swollen up. Um, that dress looked like it was like it was high low, but it was just more high than low, and it didn't <laughs> look good on her. And somebody should have put that bow on Candace's face. I don't know. It was a lot. I mm. I didn't enjoy many of the looks. Monique was the best looking, and even that had some flaws. Right, right. 
That that was just that y'all don't need to do that shade of yellow ever again. Please. And I and it and it kind of hurt my heart because I love seeing black women in yellow. I think yellow compliments black women extremely well, but not 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 in that. Yeah, that not didn't that. do it. That wasn't mm-hmm. the one. That wasn't it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Never, never, never do it again. Please, never do it again. Leave us alone. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Um, and I hope Monique don't come back next season. Um, I agree. Take, take. Take some time off, rebrand not the lazy moms to some more viable and less stupid. And um (laughs) right, because that name, girl. Let let them see how dry that show would be without you. Yeah. And how much Candace will continue to be a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Uh, but with that said, we out. We see you back next Sunday. Uh, it'll probably be a pretty in and out episode since we won't have Brazillas and just the housewives and uh, maybe ready to love. I'm not sure yet. True. And also but because yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because of Turkey Day, niggas. Um, I don't have no Turkey Day rent for y'all. I'm not cooking this year. Um, I'm, <laughs> we, can, we are ordering out from a fancy steakhouse. Um <laughs> So I think I will be eating uh, filet medallions uh, with. uh... I mean, I'm not cooking this year. I didn't feel like laboring, and that was just gonna be that. So. True. Yeah. All right. We will. We out, niggas. Peace.